Hebrews chapter 12, and I want to read the last few verses of that chapter. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning at number 25. Appreciate this service tonight. Appreciate the wonderful testimonies that we've heard. Certainly felt the Spirit of God here tonight, and we appreciate that. Hebrews 12 and verse 25, it says, See that ye refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken, as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. You may be seated. Our Father, God in heaven, Lord, as we bow in Your name tonight, God, You know how we need You. And Father, we're asking for a touch from heaven. Father, I pray, Lord, tonight that You'd speak through us. God, I pray that You would preach through us. God, that the message would be clear tonight. And Father, we pray that You'd receive all glory and all honor and all praise. And God, we just want to thank You tonight. Thank You for Your Holy Word. Thankful for Your Scripture. Thankful for Your Spirit that we felt. Thankful for the testimonies and the singing. Thankful for these faithful people that come to this little church beside the road. And God, we pray tonight if there's one that has a burden, that has a need. God, that You'd meet them right where they're at tonight. And Father, we just want to give You glory, give You honor, and give You praise. And it's in your wonderful name we pray, in the name of Jesus, and amen. Now I believe tonight that the writer of Hebrews here is simply putting out a warning. And first of all, I believe that he is, he is warning. Notice, uh, when I be begin to read through this and begin to look at this and begin to meditate upon it and study upon it, I couldn't get past those first seven or eight words there in verse number 25. He said, see that ye refuse not him that speaketh. And I believe tonight that he's given a warning. Now, let me just say this. It's God that's speaking. It's God that, that, that has spoken. And in, in other words, uh, we better not refuse when God speaks. We better not neglect when God speaks. We better pay attention. We better hearken to the words of God and to the voice of God. But he's given a warning there. And also, I believe later on down, through the uh, verse number 27, he's given a warning that God is, he, he's done spoken once and it shook the earth. You remember, you remember back in, uh, I believe it was in Exodus when Moses was going to go up on the mountain to talk with the Lord and the Israelites wanted to go up there with him and God began to speak. You remember that? And the ground began to shake because of the thunderous voice that God had and how that the Israelites turned and ran back down off of the hill and they told Moses, said, you go ahead and go on up. You get a word from God, then you come back and tell us what He says. Could you imagine being that close to God that the ground beneath you begins to move 
and begins to quiver at the voice of God. But, but I believe that he's given, given a warning there. And, and over in uh, Job chapter number 37, I want to read a few verses here concerning the voice of God. And notice this in, in chapter 37 and verse number 4 and verse number 5. It says, After it a voice roareth. He thundereth with the voice of His excellency, and He will not stay them when His voice is heard. God thundereth marvelously with His voice. Great things doeth He which we cannot comprehend. Could you imagine hearing the audible voice of God and what it would mean to you and what it would mean to me? But my goodness, you think, uh, you think about the voice of God here. But, but you know, I thought about this. I, I believe... Uh, the, the Bible tells us the next time that God speaks audibly, not only is it going to shake the earth, but it's going to shake the heavens. And you think about this, that there's going to be some things that shake loose. There's going to be some things that fall loose. There's going to be some things that fall out. He's telling us right here, the things that are made, the things that are propped up and held up by man, those things aren't lasting. Those things aren't going to hold on. You can't hold on to them. They're going to fall and they're going to crumble and they're going to, they're going to sink. Now you think about that. You think about it. You think about different things around this earth, around the world, that it seemed like they were, they were unsinkable. They were un, uh, unfollowable, if you will. But it, you can look every day and see things that you thought would never fall or never crumble. You see where things are going down. You see where, where things are falling and things are decaying and things are going down for the last time. Now you think about this. I thought about concerning, I thought about down throughout this past uh, several months, a year and a half, whatever it's been, uh, concerning this uh, coronavirus. And I thought about how the, the scientists, you know, uh, for a long time people depended upon what they said because it, it was the gospel, if you will. And they knew what they were talking about. But you know, you think about, about this coronavirus and how they... They still don't have no idea how to handle this thing, do they not? They're just as much confused today as they ever were about it. They don't know any more today than what they did uh, 18 months ago with it. But you think about this and, and how that they have fallen and they have failed and they have sunk if you will, they've let us down, if you will. Let me just say this. Don't put your trust and your faith and your hope up in the scientists. They're going to fail you. They're going to fall. One of these days, they're going to crumble and go down. But there's a few things, and we'll get there in just a moment. There's some, a few things that when God speaks again, they're going to remain. They're going to be constant. And they're going to stay. And we will see a few of those here in just a moment. But you know, I thought about uh, not only uh, the scientists, but you think about this. You think about your security. You think about, you know, I believe uh, this nation that we live in, I, I believe per, perhaps it's the greatest nation that ever was. I believe that. And, I, and first of all, first and foremost, I believe it was founded upon the, the ways of God. And I believe it was founded upon the foundation of God and upon the King James Bible. I, I believe that. And I thought about this, you know, but you know even our military at times, you think about this. And I believe now, but because of President Donald Trump, I believe that this, the, the military as we know it today is probably mightier than it's ever been. But you know, there, even, even at best, even at best, you know what? Our military could fail us. Our military could, could crumble and fall and, and fall right out from underneath us and our security's gone. You think about the stock market, how up and down it is. I hope you're not putting your faith in the stock market. You think about your bank account. 
My goodness, or the lack thereof, if, if you're like me, you think about the, our security shouldn't be in the things that we can physically get a hold of. But you think about this and how uh, one of these days these things are going to fall out and they're going to fade away and they're going to crumble at the voice of God. They're going to decay and they're going to fall away. They're going to be shaked out, if you will. Now, even the saints of God, you ever think about that? You know, I, I thought about as we, we begin to study this and look at this, I thought about the, the saints of God that used to sit right here on the pews beside of you, that used to sit right beside of me, that sit right behind us or right in front of us. You know what those ones that, that we thought that no matter what come and what would go, you thought that they would always be here, but we look around and see that those places are empty. And you see that they've gotten shook out. Shaked out. They've got, they've got knocked out of the tree, if you will. And you know, I want, to, I want you to think about this. But I believe, that, I believe there's a few things that at the voice of God, they're going to fall out. They're going to be shook out. And I thought about this. There's going to be some things that remain. Is that not what He tells us there in the latter part of verse number 27? Look at that verse 27 again. And it says, And this word yet once more signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. There's going to be a few things that you can hold on to. There's going to be a few things. And I want to focus on that just for the next few moments, if you'll allow me to tonight. And I believe this, uh, first of all, I believe simply this. I believe the Word of God is something that is going to remain today. You think about that. I'm convinced tonight that what I hold here in my hand is nothing, nothing more, nothing less than the Word of God. I believe it is God breathed to you and God breathed to me. It is the infallible, inherent Word of God. And I believe this tonight. The Bible says that heaven and earth shall pass away. You think about that. In, in other words, there's coming a day when this earth as we know it will no longer be. There's coming a day that the heavens will no longer be. But let me say this, there will never be a day when God's Word will pass. There will never be a day when God's Word will fail. It is from everlasting to everlasting. It endures. It's everlasting. It's eternal tonight. It's something that when God speaks, it's not going to fall out. But we can stand upon the Word of God tonight. My goodness, you think the precious Word of God. Wasn't it Samuel that said in Samuel chapter number 3, the Word of God was precious in those days. It's precious in 2021 as well as far as I'm concerned. But you think about that and how, you know, uh, in Psalms 119 and 89 it says, Forever, O Lord, Thy Word is settled in heaven. Thank God I've got... I've got a copy of the Word of God. I've got several copies of the Word of God. And I, hey, they're precious to me. I hold the Word of God dear. You know what? I look at this Bible and Sarah, Sarah bought this Bible for me a few years ago. She's got a note right here. It says, To Jonathan from Sarah, May 22nd, 2019. Happy 20th anniversary. I love you. And you know, this is something that I cherish. This is something that I hold even the paper. It's, it means something to me. It, it, it bothers me when I look and see the corner of a paper turned in. I got to fix it. I can't handle it. 
I got to roll it back out and make sure it's flat. I don't, I, it, it, it bothers me when I look and see the Word of God twisted. The pages I'm talking about. There's something special about the Word of God. There's something special. We ought to honor the Word of God. And you know, thank God that we've got a copy of the precious Word of God here tonight. And you know, I thought about this in Psalm 138 and 2. And I want to read that to you. I've got it wrote down here. Thank you, Lord. It says, For thou hast magnified thy word above thy name. You think about that. Now let me just say this. There is no other name like the name of God. There is no other name like the name of Jesus. What did He say there in in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12? He says, There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And that is at the name of Jesus. In other words, when we lift up the name of Jesus, when we exalt the name of Jesus, you know what we're doing? He's saying that His Word is right there just as high as the name of Jesus. His Word is precious today. It's something that is not going to get shook out. It's going to remain. It's going to stay. And it's something that we can and stand on throughout eternity today. Now you think about this. The second thing I want you to notice is simply this. Not only is it God's Word that, that's going to remain, but I believe God's provision for you will not be shaken out. You ever think about that? In Psalm 37 and verse 25, David said, I once was young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. In other words, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns the hills as well. I, I'm never going to be in need for nothing. But he tells us that he shall supply all of our need according to his riches in glory. Thank God I, hey, I live for Jesus today. Thank God that He died for me. So you know what? I ought to live for Him, oughtn't I? Thank God He gave His life willingly for me. You know, I thought about this and I want to share this with you. I remember reading about this some time ago and it came to mind just earlier today and I thought about this. I, I remember there was a missionary, I believe from the Atlanta area and he was going over to Africa. Had a young, a young wife and a young child and he began to pray and he told his wife, he said, he said, I feel like the Lord is calling me over to Africa to, to be a missionary. And she got kind of concerned because during that time, malaria was just running rampant over there. And he began to pray about it and she began to pray about it. Finally, she confronted him and said, I don't know. I, she, she said, I promised you I'd follow you wherever I went or wherever you went, but I'm just not so sure about going over to Africa with this young boy, this young son of ours. And she said, I don't know that we can take him over there. And I'm afraid that he might catch malaria and die. And he said, she told him, said, if you don't get a word from God, I'm not going to go with you. He went out to the barn and began to pray and he laid out there all night and began to pray. And he said, it was as if God pecked him on the shoulder and said, hey, he said, I can take care of your son just the same over in Africa as I can here. He got up all excited, went and shook the bed and woke her up and said, honey, I got the word from God, we're going to Africa. They went to Africa and they wasn't over there very long and they lived in those huts over there and the waters, the pools of water, you know, the mosquitoes were bad. It wasn't long, the little boy fell sick. The doctor came and guess what? He had malaria. His fever began to spike and come way up high and he was disoriented, couldn't even talk or communicate. It was like he was in a coma. She got angry and got mad. She said, you promised me, God told you that my son wouldn't die in Africa. He went out into the, into the, and the doctor told him, 
He said, you've got to pack him in ice. He's going he's to die. You've got to get him on ice. And here they are in the middle of Africa. It's 108 degrees over there. And the sun's beating down. He said, can't you take him to the hospital somewhere? And they couldn't even take him out. They had to go across a, a pool of water there by a canoe. And, and so he hit his knees. He went out into the jungle and be, began to cry out to God. And he, told, he cried out to God, God, I, I know that you told me you wasn't going to take my son. He said, we need ice. It's 108 degrees. Where do you get ice in the middle of Africa? He said while he was on his knees praying, the thunder began to roll. The lightning began to strike. It wasn't long. He said there was balls of hell begin to fall out. That's almost the size of tennis balls. He said they gathered him up and piked that young man in that canoe around the hell balls and sent him over. And this day, that young man is a pastor of a church in Africa that his dad established over there. He didn't die of malaria. You think about the provision of God. My goodness, we may go out here and face the world, face Satan, right, and come confronted with him right face to face. But you guess what? God has got your back. Hey, God will provide. My goodness, He's a God of provision today. And I appreciate the Lord and what He's done for me. Now you think about this. Not only God's Word is not going to be shook out and not only God's provision it's going to remain as well but I believe this I believe the presence of God the presence of God you think about that you know family and friends they're going to come and they're going to go they're going to come and they're going to go but you know God made me a promise and He made you a promise that He would never leave me He would never forsake me you've got the same promises I've got I talked about that to the children this morning. I taught on some of the promises of God, and that was one of them, that God said He would never leave us nor forsake us. And you know that there, there was a word that I used. Annabeth, do you remember what it was? Oh, I caught, got that deer in the headlight look. She got it right. Said it real loud. Omnipresent. Amen. That means that no matter where I go, that means no matter where you go, you can't get outside of the limits of God. Bless His holy name tonight. My goodness, His presence is all around. Hey, I just want to thank Him tonight. No matter where I go, no matter how far I go, He's always there. My goodness, that tells me that God is everywhere at all times. You get a hold of that tonight. God is everywhere at all times. You can't escape. You can't get away from Him. No matter where you go tonight, guess what? God is right there with you. The presence of God. My goodness, I, I, hey, I'm about to shout right now. My goodness, I can't get out of the presence of God. Bless His holy name. My goodness, I'm excited about that tonight. I thought about this. You know, I thought about... You think about the presence of God and His Holy Spirit that, that, that speaks to our hearts and lets us know that He's still there. And you know, there's sometimes, there's been some times when we may not be able to feel Him, we may not be able to find Him, we may not be able to hear Him, but you know what? There has never been a time that God's left me. There's never been a time that God has left you. He's always been right there. There may be those times in our lives, and maybe because of things that we do, maybe because of our own actions and our own faults and failures, there may be times that God may distance Himself a time or two, but He's always there. He's never left me. 
And he'll never leave you. And I thought about, I know you've probably heard that story about the young boy that was flying the kite. Somebody walked by, and he had a hold of that string in his hand. And, this, and the fellow walked by him and said, hey, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm flying a kite. He said, well, no, you're not. He said, I'm flying a kite. He said, you're just holding a string. He said, how do you know you got a kite up there? He said, well, it's above the dark clouds. He said, it's not up there. He said, I can't see it. He said, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. He said, well, how do you know it's there? He said, every now and then I feel a little bit of tug. Thank God there's been times in my life when I've maybe got out a little uh, distant from God, but then he lets me know about it. He begins to tug a little bit and say, hey, you're, you belong to me. Get back over here. Thank God for the presence of God. And You know, there's people that'll say, but if you can't see it, it's not real. And, and they'll, they'll uh, rationalize, uh, they'll reason within themselves, they'll reason God out of the picture. Well, we can't see Him. He's not there. He's not real because we can't see Him. Well, you think about those uh, very ones that's saying that, you know what, they're the ones that, that are running scared to death because of this coronavirus. Hey, you know, if you can't see it, it's not there. I can't see that disease, but it's still there. Just because you can't see God doesn't mean that He's not there. He's always there. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. The presence of God. Now you think about this. I want you to know this. Says, I'll be done here in just a moment, but I believe that God's protection will not be shook out as well. God's protection will remain upon His people. You know, in, in Psalms, David, David said that our God is a buckler and a shield. You know what that buckler is? The, the buckler is, as I understand it, it's, it's a shield that goes across your arm. And when the enemy gets in close, and they bring the, the swords and the knives, and they get in close, it, it's something that you can use that's on your arm right here to protect yourself. To shield yourself. And then the shield, I understand that the, the shield, when they would go to battle, they would make these shields and they would be about yay wide and they would be close to six feet tall. And they would build them out of bark, I understand, where they would be light and they would put a handle on the back of them where they could pick them up and move them. And what they would do, they would take those shields and they would cover those shields in lamb skin. And when the enemy would throw the spears or shoot the arrows or, or the darts or whatever it may be, they would stand in behind those shields and, the, and they would hit the, hit the shield and would do them no harm. Now, you think about this. When that wood is a type of judgment in the Bible. When we build an altar in the Bible, they would build the altar out of wood and, the, and when they would start the, the fire, it would consume... The wood, the, the altar wood and the fire wood. Or the fire would consume, uh, consume the altar. Now you think about this. Me, in my sins, I'm guilty. I need God's judgment or I, I'm going to receive God's judgment. Now you think about this. You know, when I go out and face the enemy alone, you think... You think that I'm standing alone against the enemy. And let me just say this. I'm 
No, I, I can't take on the enemy my own. You can't take on the enemy your own. And at, at times, the enemy, they, 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 they learn that when they wrap that shield with the lamb skin, they learn that the enemy learned that if they would take those fiery darts and they would light, they would light them with fire and, and they would shoot that it would burn that lamb skin and it would burn the wood and they would have to throw them down and they would be exposed. Now you think about this. I'm out against the enemy. I'm wrapped in the lamb skin. And one thing that they that they thought of, well, how can we how, you remember Paul wrote about those fiery darts of Satan in Ephesians. That Satan launches those fiery darts. Now, you think about this. They, they, they thought that how, how could they quench those fiery darts from the enemy? They thought they would take the oil, the same pure olive oil that they used in the temple, that they would anoint with, that they would do different things with. They would take the, and, and baptize those Wood, those shielded the woods made the shield made of woods in the oil, and when the fiery darts would hit, it would quench those fiery darts. Now you think about this here. Here I am. I'm I'm, I'm just a block of wood. I, I need judgment in my life. But thank God I've got the Lamb wrapped around me. Thank God that I've been baptized in the oil. Thank. Let me just say this. The oil is a representation of the Holy Ghost. Thank God I've got the Holy Ghost on the inside. And when Satan launches those fiery darts, guess what? They have no chance against the Lamb. They have no chance against the oil. But I can stand and fight in the battle. Now you think about this. The last thing I want you to notice is, is simply this. That shield, that same shield that they would use, I mentioned it was about six feet tall. And when, when the soldier would go out and maybe he would get wounded unto death, they would take that same shield that maybe he held in front of him to, for protection and they would lay it down and they would lay the body of that soldier on that shield and use it as a gurney and carry that man home. So you think about that. The same shield that protects me today. The same Lamb. The same Holy Ghost. Because of the Lamb and because of the Holy Ghost, I get a free ride home. And you think one of these days, one of these days when I fight my last battle, when I lay down the sword, when I lay down the spear, when I take off the battle armor and I lay it down and I fight the last battle. Bless His holy name. I'm going to get a ride home. Thank God tonight I can go home. I can live with Jesus forever and ever because of the Lamb and because of His Holy Ghost that called me unto Him. Would you stand with me tonight? Appreciate what Jesus has done for me. Appreciate the Holy Ghost of God tonight and what it means to me and what it means to you. I'm convinced tonight that God has been good to you, church. Convinced of it. And I just want to encourage you tonight if you've got something on your mind, something on your heart, 
and you need to pray tonight, why don't you trust Him? Why don't you mind Him? You think about the precious Word of God, the things, you know, one day, one day soon, I believe God is going to speak again with an audible voice. And He tells us that not only is the earth going to be shaken, but heaven and earth is going to be shaken and there's going to be some things that fall out that's not going to remain, but there's going to be some things that remain. And I believe tonight that we can stand on the Word of God and I believe we can stand on the provision of God and the protection of God and the presence of God.